0: Welcome to Courts at Indiana Podcast. This is Jim Reamer, recording episode, one, I think it's 189, correct? I don't know. I think Tyler, so. Tyler, Zach are with us. Dominique, being a father tonight, he's trying to get his kids to bed. We weren't going to record this week, or, or didn't know when we could record this week, and then we had a bunch of rule changes and stuff that are going on around the country, in Indiana especially, and... So I think we decided to go ahead and do it tonight at the last minute. And so Dominique may be able to join us later. So again, it's Kyler Zach. How are you guys doing today?
1: Good. Good, good.
0: Good. So everybody's good. Kyler, did you go to games this weekend?
1: I did. I had Prep Hoops Havoc in the Heartland this uh this past weekend. It was a good event. Right. There, there were some good games, Friday through Sunday. Yeah. Um, I'll say, you know, a couple of a couple of big performances and stuff. So overall, pretty good weekend. Nice, 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 nice basketball. I
0: uh, was at the Adidas Met Classic. It's not like it used to be when it was used to be an Adidas stop every year or, you know, not before all the stuff became formal. Uh, But it's still a good event. And Sunday certainly provides a lot of good matchups. So I got a chance to see some good games too, but we're not going to talk about any of that, are we? <laughs> no, not today. We are going to get not a little today. bit of a recruiting update. I didn't send it in yet, Zach, so I'll just read it. Um, <clears throat> I think we're just going to focus on the commitments because we're all sort of on a tight timeline tonight. We weren't going to record. So we're just going to talk about the commitments from the past week, Steven Rogers, committed to, he is a a senior guard from Decatur Central, committed to Franklin. Darian Thornton, a senior forward committed from Marion, committed to Tiffin. Division II school, is it Michigan?
2: What school? Uh, I'm not not sure Tiffin is.
1: I I think it's Michigan school. Let's find out. That sounds right. Since
0: we have everything in the database. Let's use the database. Ah, I don't have a state associated with it. It is isn't the Great Midwest, so it's going to be Michigan. Ohio. Or Ohio, uh-huh. okay. Tiffin University.
2: There we go. Google for the win. Imagine that, Tiffin, Ohio.
0: Yeah. The, the two big ones, though, A.J. Dantzler took an offer to LeMoyne College. He accepted that offer. He is going to be uh, playing for a school that is transitioning to Division I school. Dancer a senior guard from Southport. And Sheridan Sharp, who had had a coaching change at Nickel State, the Ben Davis guard, opened his commitment, and then threw in, a number of offers, went ahead and committed this week, actually just, what, yesterday, this morning, to um, – to Southern Illinois. So that's a great, great situation for him. The the Valley is higher than where he was at, at Nickel State, at least from a conference RPI perspective or whatever rating system. Well, they still use RPI to, to rate conferences. It just doesn't really come into play for the NCAA seedings. Good spot for him. Yep.
1: Yeah, very good.
0: Man of many words. <laughs> <laughs> some of his latest offers were hold on a second some of his la- seriously there we go some of his latest offers since he decommitted well it was just was it just the, the two florida, florida international and southern illinois
2: uh wyoming also
0: wyoming i did yeah i did see that i know IUPUI was trying to get back involved
1: um i i had heard over the weekend that indiana state um had some interest as well Yeah, you know, a lot of this he can't control. I I, just these late,
0: these late spring commitments, and again, when you get a coaching change and it it prompts you to change your mind, you don't. um, it's, It's not fair to the kids. Some of these guys that wait, he was not one of them. He did not wait. Some of these guys that wait, and then their recruiting moves a little bit higher than what, what it was before Uh, those dudes tend to transfer. Yeah. The, the the joke in the college coaching ranks is April's commitments are (laughs) next April's
1: transfers.
0: (laughs) And I mean, there's going to be a lot of instances where it does work out, but, and again, in the case of Sheridan, his, his coach he committed to left nickel state. So, I definitely don't blame You don't lump him in that category, but I definitely hope it works out because Southern Illinois, Missouri Valley is a great conference. It's it's closer to home. Uh, so his parents will have an easier time getting to games. And, you know, it's, it's, it's not the multi-bid league it used to be, but it, it was at one point. And every now and then, if they can, the top of that league can do some good things, non-conference they, they every now and then they slip in a second, a second team, but it used to be an automatic three team bid every three team uh yeah bid every year for a while there you didn't have to win the league necessarily, you need to get into the tournament so
1: anything else in the recruiting world that stood out have have we uh talked about the Joey Hart decommit since last week um you know what don't we have not i guess that's true we haven't
0: done that have we
1: um, I don't think I when he decommitted.
0: Well, let's do it right now. Go ahead, Kyler, update us while I mute and call oh. along. Well, uh,
1: <laughs> Kelly Hart, 2023 guard from um, Linton, um, originally committed to UCF, decommitted. Um, don't know exactly the reason off the top of my head for that, but um, sounds like you know some local schools, Ball State, Indiana State, those schools are getting involved.
0: Yeah, I. I mean, we know part of the reason I. I think some of the happenings around his father late in the year, I think has, has impacted them as a family. It would impact any family. And Joey, the second, there's Joe Senior, Who's a longtime coach at Duggar, coached a lot of good players. And then there's Joey. Again, these are guys – Joey I've known for 25 years probably. Um, He's obviously had a great run at Linton as their head coach. He's no longer their head coach uh it, it's um you know it's 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 not something to go too deep into the weeds on as far as what the details were but i think anybody that listens to this podcast also knows what went on but but i think it's also natural that when there's when there's issues in the families that you know you know they they tend to want to stay tighter you know they want to be a little bit more uh, a, little, a little closer to home, a little easier to travel in Central Florida. The Big 12 was going to be in the Big 12. That is an extremely spread out conference now. Uh, not that it was close to home to begin with. But I mean, I don't think it takes a rocket scientist to figure out that a lot of that was just why not be close to home so I can, you know, be nearby a feet so he can go to I mean, you know, maybe it's as simple as Coach Hart lost his job and now he can go to all of Joey's games. He can. I don't know. I don't know if that was how high up the ladder but um but you I have know...
1: questions of like whether Joey Hart could compete at that level. You know. Yeah, but not in his mind. Not in his mind. You know, just the, you know just the chatter around. I certainly don't I never bought into that chatter myself, but uh you yeah. know a lot of people will talk about that.
0: There's, there's people who question his athleticism, and I think that's
1: silly. Very silly.
0: Yeah. Um, I've also seen him defend at a high level if, you know, some of the people that are going to high majors are any indication. He's shut down a lot of kids. Uh, you, you would like to see, at times, a little bit more. Well, I mean, look, he was shut down in the state final game in the second half. And, you know, as much as we praise Callum Pickett for the defensive job that he did, uh, you know, there's – Joey didn't back away from it, but I think there's some times where, I don't know, you know, like the way Benner – Dave, you know, the way um, uh, Benner, that Brownstown tries to score – to me doesn't translate to the big 10 where he just is the the tougher, bigger guy on the, on the court and he's going to make plays because he's more physical than you, but he, but he does try it. Joey's more of a get by you. You know, he's not going to try and bully his way to the basket like Jack Benner does. But again, some of the things that Jack does in that capacity, I don't think it's going to work at a higher level. Not that Jack won't be successful at Purdue. He's just not going to be able to go in there and get 14 foul shots in a game. Um, I didn't have any questions that, that uh, Joy would do well at Central Florida. I, but uh, you know, but you wonder if, if maybe in a, being in a position where you don't play early or play a lot early, if that enters into it too. But I, I think the biggest factor is – just what his dad's going through and now that his dad's not coaching he can go to he could probably go to a lot of their games if not all of them and make it sort of a father son thing and I mean he could do that with him playing at central florida it's just a heck of a lot easier if he's at a ball state or an indiana state but we know the schools that are involved up to this point ball state indiana state or two i just named um butler has called nebraska has called Minnesota has called. Notre Dame has called. That was as of the weekend. And I'm sick, so if I just start coughing. <laughs> Sorry to everybody. If you guys see me mute, someone take take over. But Any thoughts, Zach? You've not really seen Hart play a whole lot, have you, Zach?
2: No, just a little bit on film and then down at State yeah I uh, I think with both these guys though um uh, relationships probably play a pretty big part right in in their next decision uh, going forward yeah I I think Butler's certainly intriguing.
0: I know Hart wants to win games you know and I, I think that um all four of those schools struggled last year. Eh, yeah, yeah, all four of the schools struggle struggle. Sometimes I get Nebraska and Rutgers mixed up in my head. Both not they're both a lot of red in their color scheme and they're both somewhat new to the Big Ten. <laughs> At least, you know, the Big Ten that I grew up with. Um I, I think that um you know, those four schools didn't win a whole lot of games last year. I don't think any of them finished 500. Did they? Butler would have been the closest, maybe. Uh,
1: yes. The I mean, Minnesota was last
0: in the Big Ten.
1: Nebraska, Nebraska uh, had a really good final stretch of the season. Yeah, from what I remember.
2: Does it scare you seeing all those guys leave Butler? If you're
1: <sighs> not with a
2: new coach,
0: Nebraska was 500 last year. They probably had
1: the best record of all of them. Nebraska went on a really good run at the end. Uh, Butler men, Butler were, Butler was, Butler were,
0: uh, Butler was 14 and 18 last year. Notre Dame, come on, Zach, what were they? You were right there. Not great. 11 and 21. (laughs) And Minnesota was probably abysmal. (laughs) <laughs> 9 and 22. They were the worst of the bunch. Yeah, they're bad. You know, we, we, uh, going to, do you go to Notre Dame with three freshman guards? Three other freshman guards, though?
1: I, mean, I think that <laughs> well, was the most intriguing one. Two of whom, Wonder. I think, I think Butler's
0: more intriguing than Notre Dame at this point, but. But Notre Dame would be fun. Two of those were guys that came, you know, that followed Shrews from Penn State, you know, committed to Penn State.
1: You know, I think Joey Hart, um, this is just speculation here, but I think Joey Hart would fit perfectly in Micah Shrewsbury's system.
0: Yeah, I just it's just a lot of bodies. It's
1: a lot of guards. It's very guard heavy. Yeah, very it's a it's very guard heavy and I feel like at Penn State he was very guard heavy, though. Well, sure. Um, but let's look at the
0: roster real quick. We, we're spending more time on this than I thought we would, that, and that's fine.
2: Yeah. On the recruiting so, part. I mean, you could always redshirt somebody because Logan Nimes is a good redshirt candidate, or Burton, either I, one of those guys. You think Marcus Burton is going to go there? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, is he a good candidate? Um. In his mind, probably not. I mean, is Logan?
0: I mean, they're bringing in Julian Roper. They're bring, you know, they're bringing in Braden Shrewsbury. They're bringing in Logan Ives. They're bringing in Marcus Burton. Roper's gu- a all ro- yeah, all guards. Roper's a transfer from Northwestern.
1: Then Kevin Kev, Kev Jai from uh. Yeah. They brought the big guy
2: from Penn yeah. State too. Right? Yeah, I'm just yeah, I'm just talking about guards. Guards, yeah. But they lost a lot of people too, didn't they? They did. What's yeah. his name? Transferred North Carolina. He was a guard.
1: Carmack Ryan yeah. Brian. No, Car- Carmack Ryan. No.
0: I mean, I'm anxious to see how the Burton imes things thing works out. We've talked about that off the air. Notre Dame. Yeah, I'd, be su- I'd be surprised with Notre Dame. They still have junior I'd be very surprised because Notre Dame could be wrong. I think he wants to play early. Let's eliminate the word think. He wants to play early.
1: <laughs>
0: he wants to win. And I think Ball State and Indiana State gives him the best chances of both.
1: Yeah. Joey Hart, if our Indiana State would just come in, I think he would fill that Kubernetes role.
0: Yeah. And the only thing that's changed in his, the only thing that's changed in all that is the, the success that Indiana State had last year from the time, you know, he was considering Evansville, Indiana State, Ball State, and Central Florida.
2: Because uh, Indiana State was his first offer, right? Uh, Yeah, but that was a previous staff, though.
0: That's true. Um, Ball State was definitely second. Probably as clear-cut second as what his choice was in terms of, you know, first. And there was talk of him going to Indiana State and being part of a new staff and revitalizing that program. There was talk of Evansville and, you know – being part of a, definitely a brand, a brand new staff in that situation, Ragland, you know, but that's also a lot of pressure on a kid that is from, you know, is from that general area of both schools. Mm -hmm. Uh, But now Indiana state has had a really good year. And I, I think that's the one thing that's changed is that they've had, they've had a winning season that they haven't had there in a while. Let's check that out real quick. Um last year Indiana State went twenty three and thirteen and won twenty-three games since twenty thirteen-2014. Jeez. So it had been a, almost a decade for them to win 20 games. They won twenty games in two thousand Fourteen. They won 20 games in 2011, both under Coach Lansing. They hadn't had 20 games, a 21 season since the two years that Coach Waltman took them. Coach Waltman took them to the NCAA tournament back-to-back years in 2000 and 2001. And then before Waltman, you got to go back to Larry Bird before they even won 20. Of course, he won 33. (laughs) Those bird years, he was 25 and three, 23 and nine, and 33 and one. Sheesh. That's just crazy. 25 and three was first year in the Missouri Valley, but they didn't necessarily, the record didn't count in league play. So they played a valley schedule. Let me double check that because it showed they were in the valley, but it doesn't show a record. Um, let's see we're really in the deep in the weeds here now, aren't we? Yeah yeah they they but, played a they, they <clears throat> played a partial valley schedule but none of it counted against none of it counted for their record. They didn't play a full schedule but yeah there's not been a whole lot of 21 seasons. Schurz's first year there, Josh Schurz's first year there, they were 11 and 20. And then they were 23 and 13 last year. And that was a one point, what, a six game losing streak? Five game losing streak. One, two, three. Yeah, they had a five game losing streak in January. They bounced back with a seven game
2: winning streak. They were a team of runs, baby. Is there anybody there that would help sway him to go that way? Uh, we know we talked about uh, Zane Dowdy at Ball State now trying to recruit him, but I wasn't sure if there's anybody at Indiana State. Any of yeah, Dowdy
0: or... and Mason Jones are definitely in his ear.
1: Um, I'm sure. Um, I mean, right- Matthew Graves is. Yeah.
0: That's that's the valley right there. That's White River Valley. I mean, so that whole that's... area is that whole area is the White River Valley. There just happens to be a school also named White River Valley. I mean, Lytton is considered, you know, is part of that area.
1: You think Ryan Conwell maybe talking to Joey? Mm, I don't know if there
0: would be a connection there necessarily, okay. other than what All Star team
1: and maybe, yeah. Was Conwell at Central Florida, or was he? Uh, he's at South Florida South Florida, Florida okay can't think of any in, other in-state kids other than Cooper Bean on there
0: yeah I, I think that um, I don't know what his connection with with Conwell would be <clears throat> all right let's take a quick break and Get into some of these new rules. All right, we're back. We uh, So this week, last late last week, was it late last week? Michigan, we will get to the National Federation of High School Declaration bombshell today. They dropped a big bomb on everybody today. But last week, the state of Michigan, the Michigan High School Athletic Association, Came up with this, Jim. In an effort to strengthen the undue influence R- regulation, again, this is Michigan. The council approved a change making it a violation for coaches or their representatives to connect via social media with students from another high school or with a student prior to ninth grade who is not yet enrolled in a high school or participated in an athletic practice or competition as a high school student. Violations of this rule include connecting with social media via a quote follow or a quote friend request or a quote direct message to a student. The council also expanded the portion of the undue influence regulation that doesn't allow coaches and representatives to visit prospective athletes and their families at the family's homes to, to not allow them to visit athletes and families at other, quote, other locations as well. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot there. Zach, you said it best, there's a lot to unpack. The, the one There's two things that stand out to me. First of all, the reaction on Twitter was immediate. First Amendment rights, blah, blah, blah. And the answer to that is no, 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 no constitutional issues here. The state of Michigan High School Athletic Association is not a government um so they cannot um they can they can trample your freedom of speech
1: <laughs>
0: they can censor you if they want um just like they could you know just like they could if they if there was a text message produced of a coach you know anything written of a coach um asking a kid to come to their school it, I mean, the part that bothers me is they're not allowed to communicate with kids that are in their own program, like in middle school. Is that how you guys are reading that? That's all. Yeah,
2: not- that, that's what some of the comments were saying, too. I was reading that, that coaches were like, I can't even go watch my middle school kid play now because I'm not supposed to talk to him or contact him or anything like
0: I mean, is there a part of this rule that's, I mean, again, it's Michigan, so we're not following it that closely. We just, I mean.
1: Is this strictly just the limit recruiting, high school recruiting? Well, sure.
0: I mean, the follow and the friend
1: request stuff,
0: the follow, especially on mediums like Instagram and TikTok and, and um, Twitter, which is our preferred method of communication. The follow is easy to track. I mean, it's 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 easy and that's visible. Yep. Unless all parties make their accounts private. So if I'm a Michigan coach and I'm a Michigan prospect, I'm making my account private so nobody can read it. Now at that point, I'm not sure what the what the what the high school association can do about it. I guess they could have a rule that says the coaches can't do that, but they couldn't have a rule that a kid can't do that. Is at that point, you're superseding the value of a parent who, if I had a child that age, his or her account would be private. Not because some high school coach might, not because we're trying to hide some high school coach contacting and we're just trying to keep weirdos away from them. Guys like us, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I mean, the implication there is that it looks like it it involves middle school kids in your own system, unless there's other language that's been put out since or with this that we missed. It's stupid.
2: Yeah, don't it's definitely speak, silly.
0: Yeah, don't everybody speak at once. Come on
2: guys. <laughs> We need more crosstalk. Yeah, it doesn't make much sense. I don't know if this has been a huge problem or huge deal in Michigan and they need to crack down or what? It must it has to have been, right? Otherwise it's no no point in this. Here's what set it off.
1: Oh just a- Kyler, a- some inside
0: info.
2: Let's go does it involve Monty
1: Bates. <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, I'm. Yeah, I'm just curious to see what what honestly set it off. I like I mentioned earlier, it's, it's got it to be. I thought you
0: said here's what set it off.
1: No, but you're going to tell us what it was. <laughs> no, no, no I don't. I don't know much about uh about the state of Michigan when it comes to uh, recruiting, but uh, I, I I just think it had to have been something with the high school coaches recruiting from, you know, the middle schools and things like that. Um, where you know Michigan just finally had enough with it. And they're just trying to limit it, and you know their first step was to uh, try to control the social media um, of all the parties involved.
0: Well, it's one thing to be passive about it, follow a kid, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Damn it, Come on, talk more. Um, it, you can you can passively communicate with a kid by following them. Dominique is joining us. Everybody. Say hi yes. to Dominique. Speaking of social media,
3: I'm we're, back.
0: We're, we're, I'm we're, here. We're talking about Michigan and this, the interpretation. Have you read this thing recently? Like in the last two days,
3: uh, seen a little bit about it. Just what we put in the Slack, but haven't yeah. really looked into it.
0: Here's the part we're digging in deeper into. Council approved a change making a violation for coaches or their representatives to connect via social media with students from another high school. Okay, that part makes sense. Or with a student prior to ninth grade who is not yet enrolled in a high school or participated in an athletic practice or competition as a high school student. So that says they can't communicate with their their own middle school kids. If, they ha- if they're a public school with
2: a feeder system. And I can't imagine. Right. So they're not running camps or anything like that, right? That's what we're saying. I mean wow. we should have called Casey
0: Adams and gotten him on this thing. He listens occasionally because he coached he coached Coldwater, right, Dominique? I'm not I'm not too sure if he did or not. Um pretty sure he was coached at Coldwater for a number of years. Cause he lives, you know, he's for, you know, for north of Fort Wayne guy. So he's that drive to Coldwater, not all that far. I just can't imagine anything like that. That that part of the language, even remotely, getting a wink or a nod in Indiana. That sounds like me and a front. Sounds like to me they're attacking urban schools. Who battle amongst themselves for kids over issues of open enrollment? Thanks to our lovely school choice policies that are across the, going on across the country. I mean, like a hardcore feeder system like Carmel or you know Center Grove or you know any of these, especially the township and and suburban schools. Like we, we've got three middle schools here, and there's a lot of interactivity between the high school coaches and the middle school kids in the off season, even during the season. Hard to imagine that you couldn't do that as a high school coach if you got a definite feeder system. It gets a little gray and murky in places like Indianapolis and Fort Wayne. Like not talking about township schools in Marion County, right. but but IP, you know what we would what we would have considered the city schools, IPS schools, I mean, charter schools, some of them don't really have feeder system. Some of them are six through 12. I don't know if any of them are K through 12.
2: Um, but yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of the schools in Southwestern Michigan here by me. And there's, I, I can't think of anybody fighting over players. Or players being good enough to be fought over, I guess. Nobody, nobody in Niles wants a player from Lakeshore or anything like that. It's uh, maybe just more Detroit stuff, Grand Rapids. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a reaction to something specific.
0: I think this is more interesting than what the. NFA in the National Federation of High Schools passed because this is something where a lot of these states mimic each other. They they take they they look how other states do things, and then they they like parts of it or they like all of it, and then they make decisions based on that. And next thing you know, we have new rules. If there was a rule that prohibited a, a high school coach from interacting with his middle school program, they would I think there'd be a revolt.
1: Yeah, especially in this state. Do you think that rule of,
0: really
3: really applies to camps, running your own camps? Like you can't well, have
2: contact with junior high kids.
3: Well are, are they just meaning through social media like through social media or is it just
0: Yeah, it does it does say social media, but Yeah, I mean that seems, it is, that seems it odd is specific not about it is specific about social media but it also says you can't visit prospective athletes and their families at families homes and not allow them. Or, this, this the, the way this is written is
2: hopefully it they, says or anywhere
0: it says or oh, anywhere else too right yeah hopefully the mhs the mhs aa didn't submit this release directly hopefully this is somebody else typing this and that last sentence is so god awful and so grammatically incorrect yeah, basically because it, it reads their families at families' homes to not allow them to visit athletes and families at other locations as well. Good Lord, man. But, yeah, basically what Zach said is they can't visit them at home. They can't visit them at other locations.
1: That That's crazy because, like, what if, like, a coach at the high school level just happens to be best friends with, uh, you know, someone that has a kid in the middle school level. They can't go over to their house, hang out or right. anything. Yeah, like that. that's, that's ridiculous. And other locations would include middle schools. Yeah, no middle school. Other
0: locations would include the new facility in Carmel where our PUPs programs, you know, participate almost, well, function almost exclusively there, I think now. I don't know, me not coaching this summer, I'm not spending a lot of extra time at Carmel High School at night, bucking – trying to find gym time. Um, It's, that would be another location. So I, I don't know. I certainly, certainly there's something that's amiss in that rule. And there's, there's some anticipate, there's some unintended consequences they didn't anticipate with the way that's worded, but it's, it's definitely other locations would be a middle school. Now, maybe you could go to a game but you couldn't talk to a parent or a kid. I mean you'd be you'd have high school, you'd have some high school coaches fighting if they weren't allowed to ever go to any of their middle school games. Not that they go to all of them, but I I know it seems like there's a Carmel coach at every home Carmel middle school game. Seems like one of them. I don't see I, this this coming to Indiana. Not in this form. I could see it being the strict social media aspect of it. Yeah. Because there really isn't a reason for a high school coach to to follow a middle school kid on social media. There, We could argue if there's a reason for middle school kids to have social media. But there's definitely no reason for a high school coach to follow a anybody else's kids on social media. The tricky part would be, and I'm not picking on Delaney, but the tricky part would be um, a guy like Delaney who coached AAU for a few years also is at a school that does not have a feeder system. So so now he couldn't follow his, the kids he coaches in the summer on social media is how that would play out if it came to Indiana. Now, that's, you know, that may or may not be a big deal. But how is the MHSAA going to deal with
1: burner accounts? That's for them really? to figure out.
3: And what about the, you know, you can't follow a kid, or what if they're both their accounts are private? Yeah, we, we touched on that.
0: Um, okay. But, no, it's a good point. I mean, to, to reiterate... And some of this we've discussed internally amongst our, among the four of us. So I'm going to repeat what I said in the, during our Slack conversation and what I said earlier here, I guess the, the high school association could tell coaches, you can't make your accounts private, but at the same time, if I was a parent of a child that was in middle school or high school, I would make him have a private account. That would be for me, that would be the price of admission for being a teenager and having a social media account is you'd have to make it private. And, you know, that still would enable his friends to be able to, to see it, but the MHSAA or somebody within their realm would have to also be friends with that student athlete to see who's following him or her or whatever the instance may be him since we're boys basketball podcast but but I can't imagine the MHSAA or any state association having the power to tell us uh, somebody else's child they couldn't make their account private and Zach Dominique you guys have kids coming up Zach how are you going to handle social media with your daughter
2: Oh gosh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but wouldn't that be one mechanism? It would be private. Oh, right? definitely. Definitely has to be private. Yeah.
0: Be private, and your wife would be the first person in there, and you would be the second. Yep. So and maybe grandma and grandpa.
2: Especially with a girl.
0: Yeah. Oh, F. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and I've got three of them. So wish me luck. <laughs>
3: Good luck. You'll be well prepared by that second and third one, though. Third Shoot. one, you just won't
0: care. you just be like, yeah, you're
2: good.
0: You're <laughs> oh. worn out.
2: Yes. Let's
0: we'll have, have sideline Indiana. Girls soccer podcasts. <laughs> oh, my.
2: All right, what's the Indiana stuff? What are we doing? Well,
0: that, hey, well, real quick, Dominic, you got anything to add on that?
3: No, not really. I didn't really look into it 100%. Uh, yeah. I didn't know all the little rules and things like that, like you like you were reading off, but no, that's that's pretty much it for me.
0: So the – on January 9th – hold on. January 9th, 19, or 2019 – I tweeted out three changes for high school basketball. First one, team fouls back to zero after each quarter, two free throws on five plus fouls. It took four years and four months and the National Federation of High School Basketball Association, or National Federation of High Schools, finally listened to me and instituted this rule. Although I will tell you that I did not know that I put the two free throws. I thought I was <laughs> not, not necessarily eliminating the one-on-ones. So evidently they listen, takes some four years, but, but I called it. That's my pin tweet. The other two things are widen the restricted area underneath the basket. And I would like, even though I don't think a shot clock is needed, I would like to see a shot clock. Those are the three main changes I would have made to college about to high school basketball. As of four years ago, I stand by each four of each of them, each all three of them. And today we got one. So team fouls at the end of each quarter will go back to zero. You will shoot free throws, two free throws on the fifth foul, and one-on-ones are eliminated. Who wants it first? Let's go. Who likes it? Who doesn't like it?
1: What do we? What I'm, do we think? I'm indifferent about it. I'll say that. I haven't fully accepted it. I don't know if I like it one way or another. Um, So, I don't know. I mean, I've just always... All of it or just part of it? (laughs) I I really... Okay, I I like the fouls going back to zero every quarter. I do like that. Me, I've just always known the one and one. That's just what I've grown up on. So, for me, it's just... It's going to be different seeing that. Um... But yeah, so that's where I just kind of am indifferent with it. I mean, eventually I'll get used to it. But right now I just – I don't really know what to think about it fully.
0: Because the one-on-one, if you miss the first one, you basically miss them both, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, you come away with an empty possession. I mean, if you obviously don't get the offensive rebound. But, but why – why have – foul bonus structure based on halves at a level where you have quarters. I never understood it. I never liked it.
1: You put it that way, that kind of opens up my eyes a little bit. I never really kind of added the quarters part to it. I mean, any
0: diverging, any contrary thoughts, Zach or Dominique? I like
3: I like the uh, reset every quarter. Um, I re- I really like that a lot. You know, someone you know team gets six fouls in the first three minutes. It's gonna be a long half. A lot of free uh-huh. throws. Uh, so I love the reset. The one in one thing. Um, like I said I haven't thought into it too much as well. It's just I don't know. I like the one in one just because it's like. There's pressure there. You got to hit that first one. Like now it's like you get too automatic. I don't know. Like I said, I have to see it play out, but I'm sure it will be fine. I don't think it'll probably be a too much of a, a big, a big difference or a big miss of, you know, missing that one and one But I don't know. Like, like Kyler said, I've always known one and one So
2: in high school basketball, yeah. so it's just kind of different. Yeah. Is it going to, is it going to speed games up really? Is that what some part of it is too? It will, yeah. There'll be fewer free throws in the first half,
0: so that inherently will speed the game up a little bit. But how many times have we seen games where there's a lot of fouls called early in the game, and then the, the first half is just a is just a muck of free throws and crap? You know, the end of the game, we're going to have it because people are going to foul to you know to prolong the game to increase the number of possessions to try to get threes versus two free throws or to, you know, hopefully a team will miss and you can, you know, I, I, I think we all agree. We don't like giving up the one-on-one, one, right?
1: No, I mean, I, I like what Dominique said. It's, it's the pressure of it It changes the game, puts a lot of pressure on the player to make his free throws.
0: I mean, I'd like to see him get rid of – I mean, a lot of the stuff that we play in in the summer doesn't have double bonuses. And a lot of the stuff that we play in have 10 fouls per half. That would be um, the equivalent, I guess, of five free th- five fouls per quarter. But there's a lot of stuff that we play in that doesn't have two-shot fouls on common fouls. I- I'd like to see him – go to one on one. I think we all agree with that. And then still have obviously still have shooting fouls. Be two shots. The one on one just creates the opportunity, the, the pressure, as Dominique said to because if you miss that first one, that's it. You don't get the second one. It's an it's an empty possession.
2: Yeah, right. So teams that are down now are losing that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yep. I did not realize I had two
0: free throws on five plus files. Man. In that tweet. I called it, baby. <laughs> My hot take Zach from four years
1: ago. <laughs> Nailed it. Next stops, shot clocks. Let's go. Oh boy.
0: Next stop has got it. We gotta have a restricted area.
1: It's just yeah.
3: We need to go to six files.
0: I mean, I'd like to see it. We're not there to watch referees play. Yeah. We're there to watch players play. And with technicals counting as fouls, um, you know, we, I, I want to see the Stars play,
1: you know. All right. to speed up those games when those JV games go into double overtime. Oh.
2: Uh, <laughs> sudden
3: death. Back to the JV overtime. Yeah, I'm gonna put, it pin all circles
1: back to JV overtime.
0: <laughs>
3: I'm
2: so I'm let's wait and that. roll that back out in November. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pin the tweet, Zach. Sudden death overtime in JV.
0: <laughs> Cheat, do whatever you can to avoid overtime. In JV games. <laughs> I'll never forget. I mean, I'll, I know I've talked about it a little long, a longer version of this, but I'll never forget when I one of my guys was playing JV and I made the comment, I don't want it to go to over. They were down. I said, I don't want it to go to overtime. <laughs> and the, the kids, the, the kid's dad was like, yeah, he agreed. The kid's mom was like, what the hell are
1: you talking about? That means we lose. I'm like, eh. yeah JV game. We either win or we lose. There's yeah. no overtime. I like when, that. When,
0: when there's no overtime, we all win. <laughs> Yeah, I thought the Michigan thing would be a little bit of a better conversation because there was more implication there. This thing, I think everybody agrees with it. I, I who, is, Did anybody see anybody disagree with this? I, I mean, it came. I mean, from my perspective, it came out of nowhere.
1: It did. Yeah. It's a bombshell. I didn't even hear any chatter about this. I
0: mean, some of their other rules were involving undershirts. Woo. High school association's be, fascination with undershirts perplexes me to, to no end. I mean
3: gotta be the I'm same gonna, color or what?
0: Same color. No, it's it's black. You can you can wear black now. So if you're on the Ch- road, you can wear black. Man. Congratulations. We've reinvented the damn wheel.
1: I should have been in your pin, your, your uh pen please. I should have picked yeah, <laughs> what
0: we need. Look, I'm Arm a guy sleeves. Look, and anybody that's any of those kids that's played for me had these discussions. I you call it old school, but I got I have a point here. I don't let our guys wear sleeves under their jerseys unless it's compression. It doesn't have to be the same color unless we have rules that state it does. But I mean we'd like it to be the same color. You know, at least you know here's our team colors, have one that's white or whatever our home color is and have one that's you know, if we're black, have it black. If we're you know, but but still, we basically were if it's a compression shirt, I'm cool. The the years when Carmel were bad in the early two thousands, all those kids were undershirts, like just fruit of the loom, freaking Hanes, whatever. <laughs> baggy. Under their, yeah. yeah,
1: baggy. I think soft. of uh, think of Juwan Morgan, what he would wear at IU.
0: Well, Jawan Morgan wasn't soft. No. And I realize there's been a lot of really great players who wore Patrick Ewing coming to mind of, of a guy that I grew up watching. Um, but those Carmel teams were so damn soft. And all those kids wore those freaking T-shirts. And some, a couple of them I'm still friends with as adults now that they've grown up and they're cycling back and starting to go to games. And still see a couple of the dads. And those teams were Butter soft, man. I hated it. it. had nothing to do with the T-shirts, but trust me, they they all wore them, and I just had a horrible – it just – it,
2: it it pissed me off is what it did. So. It screwed to the loom and Haynes. we are still accepting advertising money, though. Don't, <laughs> don't think we are. <laughs> and Modella? No, we can't do Modella. Oh. <laughs> Good.
0: Nah, I don't – I think it's in, a, it's in a bad message for a high school basketball podcast. Unless they want to give us a lot of money for our we will 300, sell.
1: our 350 listeners a week. We will sell out for the right price. That'd be known.
0: You know, the great thing about our listeners is it's people we see every week. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, or somewhere, every you know, somewhere.
2: Yeah, we gotta start getting some coaches on here.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about that. I'm not as curious as you are. I guess it's because I've known a lot of these guys. I we talk about stuff off the air. Well, we'll talk about that. We can we can do that. Is it gonna be an extra podcast or
2: no? No. It could be a short, it could be a short segment. Yeah. Not that there's ever short segments on here, but we can have. But a short I got to—that
0: means I got to be around for all of it, though, because I'm the one running the dials.
2: Yeah, extra nice work.
0: Well, yeah, it's not, yeah, necessarily extra work. It's extra time. I guess that's work. I don't know. We have the Charlie Hughes coming up in June. We have the top 100 coming up in June. So what are we saying? We got a two-week window there. We got nothing.
1: Yeah. Yep. All right.
0: Indian
3: All Star stuff's going on. Yeah, you guys can talk
1: about that. I won't be there this year, so me neither. I have nothing to say. Yeah, I might. I don't know.
0: But it's uh, just get tired of kicking Kentucky's butt every year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anybody else got anything? We got Kyler's got to get off here, right?
2: Yeah. We'll well.
0: We even got the recruiting stuff talked about. We talked a lot about Sher- or Sheridan Sharp and Joey Hart, Dominique.
3: Okay. Sharp committed
0: to? Southern Illinois.
2: That's right.
0: That was this morning, right, Zach?
2: Uh, was it this morning or yesterday afternoon? I don't remember what. Yeah.
0: All right, well, I'm going to go. I'm going to go hack up along and See if I can get healthy enough to courts to of school tomorrow. We'll see how that goes.
1: Vitamin C, Jim.
0: Bottom yeah, C. I know. We've got a lot of Zycam rolling around here too. So, <laughs> all right, Dominic. Good, good to have you on. Glad you could sneak in for a little bit. Zach, Kyler, great job as always. We'll talk to everybody next week. Well, we might be off next week. I don't know. We, if not, Zach will have some coaching thing come up
2: that will. Yep, we can use that as an excuse.
0: When are we going to get them together? We're having a hard time getting this recording together. Hey, but
1: we're all here, though.
0: We're all here. Well, yeah, we are now because I decided to stay home.
1: (laughs) We make time.
0: Uh, Kyle and I can do uh, morning podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. once schools out. I'm not talking like 8 a.m. All right, we're out of here. We'll see you guys. Later. Later. Later.